Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. I am, as always, Stephen Jarvis. Quick moment, I would like to thank everyone that's made this podcast special and unique by showing their love and support for it. Couldn't have done it without y'all, and thank you very, very much. And also for the 88 downloads that you've done to make this podcast bigger and better. Today, we're talking about the history of the Cleveland Browns from 2012 to now. Um, so, the Cleveland Browns, in the last episode, we talked about how they relocated back to, or were an expansion team, and haven't found much consistency in the way that other teams have at quarterback or on... Um, how they haven't really found who their identity. It continues to happen in 2012 through 2019. So in July of 2012, owner Randy Lerner announced he planned to sell the Browns to businessman Jimmy Haslam. The sale was finalized on August 2nd of 2012 in excess of $1 billion dollars. Haslam officially was approved as a new owner on October 16, 2012 at the NFL's owner meetings, and the very next day, former Eagles president Joe Banner was named as the Browns' new CEO. The Browns began the 2012 season by losing their first five games, having lost their last six games to end the 2011 season. This marked an 11-game losing streak, tied for the longest in team history with the 1974 and 75 teams. On October 12th, the Browns defeated the Bengals 34-24 in Cleveland behind two touchdown passes from rookie quarterback Brandon Whedon on his 29th birthday to end the streak. On December 31st, 2012, head coach Pat Shermer and general manager Tom Hackert were fired. Pat Shermer went 9-23 in his two seasons as head coach of the Browns. After interviewing candidates such as Chip Kelly and Ken Wisenhunt, the Browns decided to hire former offensive coordinator and tight ends coach Rob Chudzinski on January 10th, 2013. On January 15th of the same year, Haslam and Banner announced the naming rights to Cleveland Browns Stadium were sold to First Energy and the stadium would be renamed First Energy Stadium. The name change officially received Cleveland City Council approval on February 12th of that same year. Um, on January 18th of 2013, the Browns hired Michael Lombardi, who had a previous stint with the Browns in the player personnel department in the late or in the 80s and 90s as vice president of player personnel. Two months later, he was officially given the title of general manager, making him Tom Heckert's replacement. The Browns would finish with a 4-12 record in the first season under the new regime, finishing last in the AFC North Division and losing seven in a row to finish the 2013 campaign following the 2013 season finale. On December 29, 2013, the Browns fired Chudzinski after only one year as head coach. On January 24th of 2014, the Browns hired Bills defensive coordinator Mike Pettin. 
as the 15th full-time head coach in team history. On February 11th of 2014, the Browns announced that Lombardi would be replaced by Ray Farmer as general manager and that Joe Banner would resign as CEO. In the first round of the 2014 NFL draft, the Browns selected cornerback Justin Gilbert from Oklahoma State with eighth pick and Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Johnny Manziel, also known as Johnny Football back then, of Texas A&M with the 22nd overall pick. Beginning in the 2014 season, the Browns used a live bull mastiff named Swagger as their new mascot. On October 5th, 2014, the Browns staged the largest rally in team history when after trailing the Tennessee Titans 28-3 with 109 left in the second quarter, Cleveland scored 26 unanswered points to win the game 29-28. This was also the largest rally by a road team in NFL history, and after a 7-4 start, the Browns would lose their final five games to finish the season at 7-9, last in the AFC North. In February of 2015, the team made headlines when two high-profile players were in the news due to a substance abuse issues. On Monday, February 2nd, it was announced that quarterback Johnny Manziel had checked himself into a treatment center, reportedly for alcoholism. The following day, wide receiver Josh Gordon was suspended for the 2015 season due, due to failing a drug test. On February 28th, it was revealed that former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Josh McCown had signed a three-year deal with the Browns. On March 30th, the NFL announced that Browns general manager Ray Farmer would be suspended for the first four regular season games and that the team would be fined $250 U.S. for Farmer text messaging the coaching staff during games in the 2014 season, which is against NFL rules. The story had been dumb, dubbed Texgate due to its scandalous, scandalous nature. Ugh. On April 14th, at a ceremony at the Huntington Convention Center of Cleveland, the team unveiled their new uniforms. They feature brown, white, and orange jerseys, along with brown, white, and orange pants that can be worn in any combination. Unique features include the word Cleveland across the front of the jersey and the words browns going down the pant leg. The words dog pound on the inside collar, all first-of-their-kind feature on NFL form uniforms. Browns president Alex Schneider compared these jerseys to those of the Oregon Ducks football team as the Ducks were known for their various uniform combinations. Uh, In the 2015 NFL draft, the Browns had two first-round picks selecting nose tackle Danny Shelton from Washington at number 12 and offensive lineman Cameron Irving from Florida State at 19. Sorry about that, folks. Had to get a little bit of a breath. Um, On September 8th of 2015, the Browns announced that they would indefinitely suspend offensive line coach Andy Muller after an alleged domestic abuse incident at his home for at his home during Labor Day weekend. This meant that at the beginning of the 2015 regular season, the team had a player, Gordon, a coach, Moeller, and a front office executive, Farmer, all suspended for various league and legal infractions. Moeller would sub- subsequently be fired on September 29th. 
the Cleveland Browns, after starting two and three, would end up losing 10 of their last 11 games to finish the 2015 season at 3 and 13. This stretch included a 33 to 27 home loss to the Baltimore Ravens, in which Ravens safety Will Hill returned a blocked field goal 64 yards for a touchdown on the game's final play. The Browns lost at home 37 to 3 to the division rival Cincinnati Bengals the following week, dropping the team's record to 2-10 and and making them the first team in the 2015 season to be mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. On January 2016, soon after the final game of the season, a 28-12 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, both Farmer and Petten were fired from their respective positions as general manager and head coach. It don't get much better than that let me tell you it gets much worse uh in january of 2016 the browns made headlines when after firing farmer and Patton, promoting general manager sashi brown to exclusive or executive vice president of football relations and hired longtime baseball executive paul de podessa as chief strategy officer. These moves were viewed nationally as the Browns trying to make a more analytics intensive approach to building the team, taking a page from the Moneyball style Major League Baseball teams like the o- Oakland A's, of which Dee Potesta helped pioneer during his time as an assistant to Athletics GM manager Billy Bean, with Brown essentially taking over general manager duties. This marks the fourth different head of personnel, either as GM or similar job title, under the Haslam ownership, which began in 2012. On January 13th, the Browns hired Bengals offensive coordinator and former Oakland head coach Hugh Jackson as head coach, making him the eighth full-time head coach since the team's return in 2019 or 2019, 1999, and four since 2012 when the Haslam ownership era began. Um, on January 28th, the Browns hired Andrew Barry, a longtime scout with the Indianapolis Colts, as vice president of player personnel. Barry, being a Harvard alumnus like Dee Podessa and Brown, has been noted as furthering the Browns' new analytic approach, and the trio has been dubbed as the Harvard Connection and other similar monikers by local and national media. On March 4th, team president Alex Schneider announced he would be stepping down from his post effective March 31st and would remain with the team as a consultant for the rest of the year. With this move, D. Podesta essentially became the top ranked executive of the team in his role as chief strategy engineer officer. This makes D. Podessa the fourth different top executive of the team under the Haslam's ownership. On March 11th, following two seasons of inconsistent play on the field and numerous highly publicized incidents off the field, the Browns ended up waving football quarterback Johnny Manziel. On March 24th, the Browns signed quarterback Robert Griffin III to a two-year contract. And going into the 2016 NFL Draft, the Browns had the second overall pick. They traded that pick to Philadelphia in exchange for the eighth pick in the first round, along with various late-round 
2016 picks and Philadelphia's first round selection in 2017. On draft night, they traded the eighth pick to Tennessee in exchange for the 15th pick in the first round and later round picks. With the 15th pick in the 2016 draft, the Browns selected wide receiver Corey Coleman from Baylor. The 2016 season began with the Browns losing their first 14 games, which combined with losing their last three games in 2015 gave the team a franchise record 17-game losing streak. On December 24th, in a game that has since been dubbed the Christmas Miracle, the Browns defeated the San Diego Chargers 20-17. The Browns then lost their last game of the season to finish 1-15, then the worst record in team history. With that final game loss, the Browns clinched the number one pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, which they selected Miles Garrett, a defensive end from Texas A&M. In the midst of a disappointing 2017 season, Brown was fired as executive president of football relations or operations on December 7th of 2017 and hired John Dorsey as general manager the same day, making him the ninth general manager slash head of personnel since the Browns returned in 1999 and the fifth in the Haslam ownership era. The Browns finished the 2017 season with an 0-16 record break becoming the only only the second team behind the 2008 Detroit Lions in league history to do so. And for the second straight season, giving the team the number one pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, along with the number four pick, which was previously acquired via trade from Houston, despite the winless season and a 1-31 record as head coach of the Browns, Hugh Jackson was retained by Haslam with the first overall pick, the Browns selected former Oklahoma quarterback and 2017 Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield. <sighs> Despite Mayfield's status as the number one overall quarterback, the Browns began the 2018 NFL season with veteran Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback. On opening day, the Browns tied the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-21, ending the Browns' losing streak at 17 games, but extending their winless streak to 18 games. Two weeks later, on September 20th, Mayfield entered the game near the end of the first half after Taylor left with a concussion and led the Browns to a 21-17 comeback victory over the New York Jets at First Energy Stadium. The victory was the Browns' first since the 2016, since Week 16 of the 2016 season, ending their 19-game winless streak, the fourth longest in NFL history. Four days later, Jackson announced Mayfield as the Browns' starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. On October 7th, the Browns defeated the Baltimore Ravens 12-9 in overtime to end an 18-game winless streak against division opponents dating back to 2015. After a Week 8 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers that dropped the Browns to a 2-5-1 record, Hugh Jackson was fired along with offensive offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Jackson's final record of 3-36-1 as the Browns head coach is the worst of any coach's with a single franchise in NFL history. Defensive coordinator Greg Williams was named interim head coach and running backs coach Freddie Kitchen 
Kitchens was named interim offensive coordinator. The th- their 35-20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals at Paul Barron Stadium on November 25th was the Browns' first road win since 2014 and broke a 25-game road losing streak that ranks second all-time in NFL history. <coughs> Three weeks later, the Browns defeated the Denver Broncos 17-16 at Broncos Stadium at Mile High, their first win over Denver since 1990. Following the coaching changes, the Browns won five of their remaining eight games to finish the season 7-8-1, one win shy of having their first winning season since 2007. Mayfield enjoyed a successful rookie season, throwing for 3,725 yards and 27 touchdowns, an NFL record for a rookie quarterback at the time, despite starting only 13 games. On January 9, 2019, owner Jimmy Haslam and general manager John Dorsey named interim offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens the 17th head coach of the Cleveland Browns, due in part to the offensive's improvement and Baker Mayfield's growth under Kitchens in the second half of the 2018 season. On March 12th, the Browns acquired Pro Bowl wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. and pass rusher Olivier Vernon in two separate trades with the New York Giants in exchange for offensive guard Kevin Zelter, safety Jabril Peppers, and two draft picks including the Browns' 2019 first-round pick. The moves instantly gained raised expectations for the Browns, with many declaring them a Super Bowl contender despite their 16-year playoff drought, the longest active streak in the NFL at that time. The 2019 season, however, would prove to be a disaster for the Browns, who began the campaign by committing 18 penalties and a 43-13 blowout loss to the Tennessee Titans. Plagued by offensive sloppiness and poor dis- discipline all year, they finished with a record of 6-10. and 10. The Browns f- ended up firing Freddie Kitchens on December 29th, hours after the Browns' final game of the season, a 33-23 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, the worst team in the NFL by record. Two days later, the Browns also parted ways with General Manager John Dorsey after disagreements regarding structural changes to the front office. And now we get to the return to relevancy in 2020 through the present. After the departure of Kitchens and Dorsey, owner Jimmy Haslam elevated chief strategy officer Paul DePodesta's role with the organization, allowing him to lead the latest search for a new head coach. On January 12, 2020, The Browns hired Kevin Stefanski, the 37-year-old offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, as the 18th head coach in franchise history. On January 27th, the Browns announced the hiring of Andrew Berry, the Philadelphia Eagles vice president of football operations and former Browns front office executive as executive vice president and general manager. At 32 years of age, Barry became the youngest general manager in NFL history. The Browns spent much of the 2020 offseason gathering offensive personnel who would fit Stefanski's wide zone offense and improve Mayfield's existing supporting cast of pro bowlers, which included wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. 
running backs Nick Chubb and Cream Hill, Cream Hunt, and left guard Joel Benito. On, Jan- on March 16th, in the first hours of free agency, the Browns signed right tackle Jack Conklin and tight end Austin Hooper to multi-year contracts. On April 23rd, the Browns selected left tackle Jedrick Willis with the 10th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Browns' preparation for the 2020 season was limited due to restriction and implemented by the NFL in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which included canceling in-person OTAs and minicamps, reducing training camp roster sizes, and canceling all preseason games. The Browns began the 2020 season with the 38 to 6 blowout loss to the Baltimore Ravens on September 13th, their 16th consecutive season without a week one victory. But the team responded by winning its next four games, the franchise's first four winning streak, four game winning streak since 2009. Sorry, everyone. Ugh, just been off today. During this streak, the Browns also scored 30 or more points in four consecutive games for the first time since 1968. The team's 4-1 record was the best five-game start to a season since 1994. On November 15th, the Browns defeated the Houston Texans 10-7 at home and improved to a 6-3 record. With the victory, Baker Mayfield surpassed Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger as a winningest quarterback at... First Energy Stadium. On December 6th, the Browns scored 38 first-half points on their way to a 41-35 road victory against Tennessee Titans, their second four-game winning streak of the season. The Browns improved to 9-3 with the victory, clinching their first winning season since 2007. On December 27th, the Browns lost to the New York Jets by a final score of 16-23, to 20, dropping their record to 10-5. and 5. The Browns were missing two starting linebackers, four wide, four wide receivers, and starting left tackle Jendrick Willis due to NFL COVID-19 protocols. With the loss, the Browns entered the final week of the season needing a home victory against the Steelers to make the playoffs. On January 3rd, 20. 21, the Browns defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-22 to finish with a 11-5 record, clinching a playoff berth for the first time since 2002 and ending the NFL's longest active drought, playoff drought at 17 seasons. Several members of the team received individual accolades at the conclusion of the regular season. NFL or running back Nick Chubb, left guard Joel Benito, and Defensive end Miles Garrett each received Pro Bowl recognition, while Garrett and right tackle Jack Conklin were nick were named to the 2020 All Pro First Team. Kevin Stefanski was named the NFL Coach of the Year, the first Browns head coach to win the award since Forrest Gregg in 1976. On January 10th, 2021, the Browns scored an NFL playoff record 28 first quarter points on their way to a 48-37 away victory against Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card round. Baker Mayfield threw for 263 yards and three touchdowns in his playoff debut. Leading the Browns to their first win at Heinz Field since 2003, 
first playoff win since 1995 and first road playoff victory since 1969 on January 17th the Browns lost 17 to 22 to the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs ending their season Despite the loss, the Browns received league-wide praise for the turnaround accomplished by the organization during the 2020 season and the excellent performances that came from the overhaul with the growing number of fans and commentators seeing them as perennial playoff contenders for the future. Um, The Cleveland Browns spent much of the 2021 offense offseason reinforcing a porous defense that ranked in the bottom third of the NFL by most metrics. They signed safety John Johnson the third and Pro Bowl defensive end Javion Clowney and free agency. Drafted cornerback Greg Newsom the second and linebacker Jeremiah Owasier in the first two rounds of the 2021 NFL draft and recovered several other players from season-ending injuries. The Browns' 2021 season began with the 33-29 loss to the two-time defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. The following week, the Browns defeated the Houston Texans 31-21 for their first victory of the season. The game would prove to be a horrific victory, however, as quarterback Baker Mayfield suffered a tuberosity fracture and torn labrum in his left shoulder while attempting to tackle a Texan defender after throwing an interception. Baker Mayfield only missed three games due to the injury, but struggled mightily throughout the season. The Browns' offensive attack passing offense, ground to a halt, finishing 25th in completion percentage, 27th in passing yards per game, and 26th in passer rating. Mayfield's struggles and disconnect with his receivers led Odell Beckham Jr. to request a trade. He would be released soon after, while Jarvis Landry complained publicly that he wasn't getting enough targets. While the Browns struggled on offense, the defense performed well. On September 26th, the Browns' defense held the Chicago Bears to 47 yards of total offense on their way to a 26-6 victory. The Bears' 47 net yards were the fewest Cleveland had allowed since 1946. The next week, the Browns defeated the Minnesota Vikings 14-7, marking the first time the Browns had held their opponents to single-digit points in consecutive games since 1995. Miles Garrett broke the team's single-season sack record with 16 and was named a first-team All-Pro for the second time in his career. Despite these defensive accomplishments, Brown's faltering offense resulted in an 8-9 season missing the postseason once more. Ugh. And now for the 2022 offseason. The Cleveland Browns entered the 2022 offseason in need of a significant offensive improvement. On March 12, 2022, the Browns acquired four-time Pro Bowl receiver Amari Cooper in a trade with the Dallas Cowboys. Jarvis Landry was released soon after. 
On March 18th, the Browns traded six draft picks, including three first-round picks, to the Houston Texans in exchange for 26-year-old quarterback Deshaun Watson, a three-time Pro Bowler in in the prime of his career. The move was highly controversial at the time of the trade. Watson was facing 22 civil lawsuits accusing him of sexual assault and sexual misconduct. Watson had set out the entire 2021 season while criminal and civil litigation proceeded and the NFL conducted its own investigation. The Browns executed the trade days after a grand jury declined to press any criminal charges against Watson. As part of the trade, the the Browns gave Watson a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract, the most guaranteed money ever given to a player in the NFL history after, let's be honest, Kirk Cousins. So. What we learned today is that the Cleveland Browns are making an attempt at becoming a contender. Early, when they relocate or when they came back in 1999, the first couple of seasons were really good. Then they faltered, but now they're coming back, guys. Um, I think people or the fans of Cleveland have should have faith. I mean, at least you're not Vikings fans. I mean, come on. I'm a Vikings fan, and there's some times where I want to put my head through the wall. Um, But I digress. So I just want to take a moment and thank everyone that keeps, you know, showing love and support to this podcast. I'm sorry if it's not, if the quality isn't always good. I'm really sorry about that. I'm still trying to figure everything out still. And, you know, sometimes my mental health gets in the way. So I'm sorry I didn't record an episode last week. Was dealing with the issue, with a lot of issues pertaining to my mental health. So hopefully I get more of that under control. And hopefully you guys, everyone, all the fans here, Keep showering us with support. 88 downloads since we left Anchor to come to Buzzsprout. Never in my high, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that was possible. I thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. And I will keep, you keep, everyone keep showing us love and support and I'll keep doing it. Um, and I know there is some questions going around about why I'm still keeping the name Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast because I want to keep bringing people in. Um, Alyssa will always be the co-host. I may have guest co-hosts, but she's on a part-time basis right now. Um, and hoping to bring some more guests on the show. So stay tuned best is yet to come. Thank you. And till next week, goodbye.